This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. This May, Share Charlotte is focusing on nonprofits whose core work is college readiness. And that doesn't just mean high school students. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're talking about the person who's usually a kid's biggest role model, their mom. When a child sees their mom putting in the hard work to earn a degree, they know they can do it too. It's inspiring. The cost can be a big barrier. That's why the Answer Scholarship was created specifically for moms. We're joined by the scholarship's founder, Susan Anderson, and a scholarship recipient, TJ Brinkman. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So let's start first with Susan. Susan, what was your inspiration for this scholarship? It all started (laughs) when I was a young girl. I knew from the time I was a young girl that I was going to college. That's what was talked about in my house. And when it came time for me to actually graduate from high school and enter college, there was no money to send me. My parents had divorced. So, but it had already been instilled in me that I was going to attend. I just had to figure out a way to go. And I was very lucky when a local organization came along and offered me a four-year partial scholarship for me to attend UNC Charlotte. And I was so grateful because that was a third of my tuition that I didn't have to pay back. And I, for the next, after I graduated from college as a young college graduate, I had made this vow to myself that one day I wanted to pay it forward. I didn't know what that would look like, but every year for 10 years, I wrote out my student loan payments, and every every month I'm like, one day, one day I, I want to pay it forward. So the opportunity came for me in the end of 2005 to make good on my promise, and that's when the Answer Scholarship began. And it also was inspired, I was also inspired because along the way, I received a degree in business from UNC Charlotte, worked in banking, then I had a very successful career with Mary Kay Cosmetics. And yes, I did drive pink cars. Uh, But along the way, I met hundreds of women that were on my team and clients. And you saw the struggles that they went through as a single mom, or perhaps a mom going through a divorce, if they did not have an education and have a a good career to help support themselves. So that is when I decided to give back. I wanted to uh, give back specifically to moms that were raising school-aged children because I had this idea that if you educate a mom, you will educate her children. Well, I I think that's true. I think what's interesting is is that, um, you, you know, you have kids, like you're a mom. Mm-hmm. So you could have just paid it forward by making sure your kids are okay. Um, and they're doing great, right? They are. And and my kids, they had to have skin in the game, too. It was not a free ride for college um, because I, too, had gone through a divorce. And, uh, you know, I had put money away from them, but not nearly enough. So they had to figure out a way. And I, I feel like having a little skin in the game is, is a good thing. Yeah. So, TJ, how did you find this scholarship? How did you know um, that it existed? I was literally at the end of my college career. I had one more semester to go, and I had run out of money. And I had just been told that if I was going to student teach, I needed to make sure I was not working during that to get the full experience. 
So I got on Google as a last result, resort, and I was looking for an answer. What am I supposed to do? I have no money. And answer really did pop up. So I applied, and I just I put my heart in my application. Did not proofread it. I did not expect <laughs> to get anything from it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we're just. It was 12 o'clock. It actually, it might have been like 3:30 in the morning. It was late or early, and I just go, bam, we're sending it, and I I received an interview. So after the interview, I found my way in the program. So, so three in the morning. I mean, just you're send. you're pouring your heart out. Uh, what what was what was in that paper? What did you what did you tell them? I was really candid about the adversity I faced growing up. Um, I'm realizing now it was childhood trauma. But I had to persevere, and I had given up. I had lived out of my car for a little bit. Um, Again, at my last semester, I found myself homeless. And instead of continuing college, I just decided I was going down this path instead. So I went through all of those things, had my child, and I realized I have to do better for him, if not for myself. And my child was an answer to a prayer, and I could not turn back on that. So in me, I had perseverance. I really appreciate you um, talking about what you what you were going through. Uh, how old is your child now? He is ten. He's ten. Mm-hmm. But when you were going through this, how old? Um, ooh, his whole life. But college wise, I really plugged in when he was about one. Started. I needed answer at the right time, and he was about five. So he got to see me struggle, get some help, struggle again. How? How do you feel knowing that now, not only did you get the scholarship, congratulations, but um, you also graduated. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing now? And how, how did he see this path? I mean, what, what is that path? So he watched me staying up late, trying to get grades in, move into, he saw the panic moments. He got to meet my mentor, Terry, that came with answer. She is a game changer, life changer, angel on earth. And he watched me get to graduate UNC Charlotte, and he got to go with me to classes. He has been there for the entire thing. And watching me work hard, it has been difficult for him to try to get away with not working hard himself. He is a typical boy, and he has his moments where he does not want to do homework. But just today, I walked in, and he sat right down, got his homework going, and he was excited to get that done. We are right at the end of the school year, and I've been giving him pep talks, and my mentor gives me pep talks, and it's been contagious. Oh, I love hearing that. So tell me about this mentor. What's going on? What's the model once you get this scholarship? So ANSWER is more than just a scholarship. We have full wraparound services, and the main core of ANSWER is our Mentors for Mom program. And every scholar is paired with a mentor. And it's quite the process to go through when we accept the new scholars, the um, the pairing process is quite extensive because we want to make sure that we're pairing two right people. It's sort of like a marriage, and it, and it works out most of the time. A matchmaker, for <laughs> a sure. A matchmaker. And so we, we look for the backgrounds in our mentors, what sort of things they went through, their career, their education, their family. And then we look at the scholar and her situation and maybe some challenges she might have. And so we might have a person who is a, a therapist or has worked in counseling that might could be able to help. Or we just look at the backgrounds and try to make the best match. But this mentor comes alongside our scholar. And when things get challenging, and they do, keeps 
this scholar in school. And so that is why, because of the Mentors for Mom program, we have a uh, 80 to a 90% graduation rate. This spring, we celebrate a 90% graduation rate. And that is because our scholars have to be enrolled in school full-time. They're raising at least one school-aged child, and many of them are working full-time or a couple of part-time jobs. And when life gets challenging, the easiest thing for them to do sometimes is say, well, I'm going to withdraw from school. And this mentor comes alongside and says, no, hang in there, hang in there. And if they need other services, we have um, about 60 community partners that we can uh, um, introduce our, our scholars to and get them the, the help that they need. And that those partnerships, along with their mentor, is why these women are successful. And plus, when they come in, the, our scholars typically just don't have much confidence, and that's something that we help instill in them through our different workshops. And when they leave, they they are a different woman than when they walked in the door. I don't know if you remember her application, but what was what is it that sticks out to you when you um, get these um, people's applications? What are you looking for? We are looking for what TJ just said a moment ago, perseverance. We are looking for women that can overcome things. We all have a story. We all have challenges. And that's one thing we we share with our scholars when they come for interviews. We don't have a perfect life, but it's what you how you deal with life and the things that are dealt with you. Are you a victim? And that is one thing we look for. Uh, We 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 have some specific interview questions the behavioral questions to look to see how you handle things and if you take responsibility for your actions because we want to make sure that when we pair a a scholar with a mentor and we give this woman a scholarship that we are um, making good uh, we're good stewards to our donors that have taken their trust in us and so we want to make sure it's a win-win yeah no I love that you're explaining that um, it's more than money. I mean, it, going through school and being a mom and working full time. I mean, it's just like uh, that's a that's a heavy load. And um, to think, yeah, path of, path of least resistance, just quit school for a little bit. But the likelihood you'll go back is really, really hard. So when you, your mentor, who's an angel that you've said, mm-hmm. um, I don't know this person, but they sound amazing. Um, what were some of the things that were challenging to you? You decided to because you were your teacher you decide not to work during this time right right so how was your mentor helpful to you during this encouraging um she she bought me my first outfit for my first day of school and I did not realize the difference between formal and business casual all the things so that was a really nice outfit that she had me set up for success and she helped um she helped with my son she would do calls and check-ins she would send me things just a full-bodied motivational coach I feel like is what I was given and I'm done I'm graduated I'm a teacher and not to brag because I don't want to come off that way but I do want to say if it was not for answer I would never have been nominated and then elected I'm teacher of the year at a high trauma high needs school and even though I don't feel like I deserve it (laughs) I know that answer is a large it was an answer and I'm able to go out in my community and make a difference in my community because of what 
answer provided me with. And I love, Susan, you were saying that you wanted to pay back what was given to you. I feel like so many people have financially supported me, emotionally supported me, that the only thing that I can do is help give that back in my own way. And so I'm on a mission to make a difference in my own community because of answer. While you're doing it, that's not easy. That is oh. not an easy... I mean, teachers are are amazing people, and I love teachers. Uh, but to be the top at your school, like that is a huge achievement. So congratulations. Um, and I love, yeah, that I'm sitting here talking to two amazing women who are talking about how you want to give back. That's phenomenal. So you said answer was an answer. Um and it was more than it was. Yeah, it's more than money. The the mentor uh, really took you along the way. I think what what just now when you were talking about uh, the clothes, it sounds so simple, right? That you would just know, but you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's. I, I just think that's a really smart model. In addition to to the mentors, so you say there's workshops. Do you remember any of your workshops that you went through? All of them because they were so impactful. I learned how to write a resume. Um, just the luncheon, when we were interviewed and then we came to meet all of them, I actually had a bit of a panic attack in the bathroom because I had never been anywhere so fancy. And I didn't, I think I was wearing jeans and this was a formal luncheon. Thankfully, there was another scholar in the bathroom also having a meltdown. So we empowered each other and then we went out there and we did the thing. But looking back, I was taught how to, I just how to socialize, how to communicate, how to be a human in the world, uh, not a victim. Yeah, that is what answer gave me. Wow. When you hear that, what do you think? Oh, it just warms my heart. When we when these scholars come, it like I said, they don't have the confidence. And when we see that and they through their time with us, many of them have some great challenges. A lot of them have faced homelessness. They've had some domestic violence, loss of job, serious illnesses. And for when they walk across the stage, it is the greatest joy to see them walk across and receive their diploma because we know behind the scenes, it all looks pretty on the outside, but it's like a duck in the water and they're paddling, paddling and struggling and struggling and then they make it across the finish line. And there is nothing in the world that um, you can, that it's just the best experience you'll ever have is to see that woman who came in struggling and walked across the finish line. We've also had some of them come in. We, we do, they come to speak uh, on our behalf because nobody can tell the story better than these scholars. And many of them could hardly say their name when they got up to the microphone. And one scholar in particular, by the time she finished school, she had enrolled in public speaking at school and she was able to deliver a wonderful presentation. And this was a woman that could hardly even say her name in the beginning. So we see them grow uh, personally, professionally. And TJ mentioned about the dressing. We've also partnered with several agencies in town, Dress for Success being one of them. So we we try to to, uh, have different workshops on different levels to, to help them like I said, personally and professionally. But the, they're not just women. They're moms. Moms. So it's, mm-hmm. it's. I feel like it's like a whole other layer of, of, of a generation that you're affecting without even if they're not in the room, even if the kids aren't in the room, you know that they're benefiting. What? Why moms? Because 
dads are very important, and I, I feel like every home should have a dad, but unfortunately, that's it doesn't happen that way. But a mom, for the most part, sets the tone in the home when it comes to school. She's there overseeing for the most part, and she's the one that's encouraging, you know, to get your homework done and, and those type of things. And so we feel like mom sets the tone. And what we've seen with many of our scholars is not only have they impacted their children and influenced their children to go to school, but sometimes their husbands or significant others have gone back to college for the first time. And it's a trickle-down effect. We have some women in our program that are grandmothers, and their grandchildren are being affected by this because maybe their child hasn't gone, but they are influencing two and three generations. And also, it, you know, with the community as well, it's a, it's a huge impact that this one mom can have on a family. Well, I love your mission. I love what you're doing. After this break, we'll talk more about how people can get involved. you turn to stay in touch with the city around you. Broadcast news isn't what it used to be, and commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. How many women have have you helped so far? Since 2006, we've given out scholarships to a total of 126 women, and this year we will have reached the 700 and um, nearly 730 thousand dollars in scholarships we gave out. Just this April, we awarded about 95 thousand in scholarships for next year to 24 women. So, you were saying during the break there's a lot of scholars that are just as awesome as TJ. So you were yeah. telling me about a couple of them. What, yeah. what are some, some of the we women have, doing? Uh, one of our scholars early on graduated, and she is a family law attorney in Statesville. And she's been able to give back. She was able to help one of our scholars one time with some family law, law issues. We have a uh, woman now who is a who graduated in 19 and who is a uh, over at Atrium Health recruiting nurses in HR, and she's actually gotten uh, two or three jobs for some of our scholars, which is awesome. We have one woman who went to uh, Winthrop, and she went on to get a couple of master's degrees, and she's the director of the STEM program down at Winthrop. And she had four children and a husband, and all of them have gone back to school. When you started this with your own money, I'm guessing, did you have any idea that it would get this big or no. be this successful? No. It, my goal at the time was to hand out two or three scholarships a year, and I thought it would be great if I got to meet them and maybe have lunch with them. And I never thought it would grow to this full wraparound program that we have today because when we started in the beginning, it was just a scholarship. There was no mentoring. There was no programming. There was no help with community partners. It was, they were on their own. And so to see it grow, we've just been so, so blessed to have quite the team we have of our part-time staff to help with all these things. Um, Martha Honeycutt, who's our Mentors for Mom program director, does amazing things with these scholars in the Mentors program. I can't say enough good things about her. 
So um, if I want, I'm interested in helping, mm-hmm. how, do I, how do I get involved? There's several ways. You can go to our website. Uh, first of all, you can hit the donate button. <laughs> we're we uh, always like cash and donations. We uh, sp- what's your website? Uh, it's answerscholarship.org. Okay, so that's easy. Yeah, Answer a n s w e r. Answerscholarship.org. It will come right up, and uh, we are always looking for wonderful volunteers. Our one third of our sixty volunteers are our mentors, or okay. a little over a third. So we're always in need of mentors and. We look for other volunteers to help with our, our workshops, our professional development workshops, some of our events, if you would like to volunteer for that. We're always looking for good board members or good speakers. If you have a, um, a topic or, or a passion to, about a subject, let us know. And if you want to help out with our moms are always in need of Gas cards and grocery cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know, the price of groceries. <laughs> and so it's real easy, you know, if you want to do something as simple as a gas card or a grocery card. Or if you would like to sponsor one scholar for a year, that's 5500 for a scholarship. So we um, – and if you just want to have questions about what we do, uh, reach out to the, on the website. There's a, a contact information and send us an email and somebody will be in touch immediately. So if I'm interested in being a mentor, Mm -hmm. and I don't view myself as an angel, (laughs) that is as wonderful as TJ said, um, what are you looking for 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 your mentors? I know that that's a big part of your volunteer. We're looking for somebody that has heart and compassion, and they too are persistent. The mentoring role is not an easy role. It is a role that will requires about 10 to 12 hours a week, uh, sorry, a month. <laughs> uh, some scholars don't require much care at all. Some require a lot of hand-holding and a, a lot of work. Some do not. But Martha puts our mentors through a very extensive, about a 45-minute interview, and she will tell them she'll try to talk them out of it. Because we, once the scholar uh, mentor starts, we want her to stay with the scholar uh, through the school year and preferably during her tenure with us. Sometimes the scholar's with us three or four years, sometimes just a semester. But we really need our mentors to be, um, to, to stay. Yeah, <laughs> and to, to be dedicated. Us, to be dedicated and keep on. And it is a very, very rewarding uh, volunteer position. Like TJ said, she and her mentor to this day are still really good friends. And it doesn't always work out that way, but many times these are lifelong relationships that are formed. Right. And like you said, I mean, the reason why the program is so successful is because that mentor is like, you are not getting out of school. We're going to do everything we can. Um, You're shaking your head, TJ. Yeah. Yeah. That's what your mentor did. You need those pep talks. (laughs) Yeah. You're almost at the finish line. Keep going. Yeah. Well, and I would think that some people um, think they can do it all on their own. They're, they might be just coming to you because they really just need the money. They, they don't necessarily want all this other stuff. I didn't know what I was getting into. I was there for the money. Yep. I had no idea that I needed more than that. Looking back, the money was important, yes, but it was so much more important that I had, I had a tribe. I'd never had a tribe before. Yeah, and I would. We were talking about gas cards and 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 grocery cards. I mean, you can understand that even now. I mean, I know you're working full time, but it's still. I mean, it's not easy being a single mom raising kids. Mm-mm. No, no. So yeah, and every bit 
it helps. Is there anything else that you want to share that I didn't ask? Um, I really appreciate you coming in. I, I'm truly inspired by your story. It's really fascinating to think you get, you get this little idea and then it's turned into this huge thing. So if somebody is interested in going back to school, you know, look on our website, read our requirements, contact us by phone or email, and we have somebody there that can help walk you through and, and help you with uh, navigate the world out there. And uh, our application process will start again next November through the end of February. And, um, you know, apply. And if, if you don't ask, you'll never know. So we say uh, apply, talk to us, and we will tell you right away if we know that you look like a good candidate right. and come and interview with us ask and you could get an answer. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Do you know anyone like Susan who is doing good in our community? You got to let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the form for Do Good Charlotte. A big thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you're using the hashtag DoGoodCLT and head to ShareCharlotte.org to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Thank you so much. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.